0: Hello and welcome to Afraid to Ask. We're here to answer all the burning questions you've been wondering about over the years.
1: Doesn't matter how stupid they are or if they're contrived. No questions too silly for us. My name's Liv. And I'm Carmel. Today we're speaking to a junk professor, Sherad Poole. He's a skin cancer expert and I guess the skin man we can call him. Today we're going to answer the question, how can I stay looking young forever? Sherrod spends most of his time dealing with skin, human skin mainly, but he also likes monkeys and is interested in their skin.
0: (laughs) Later in the episode, we're going to hear from our man Stan on the street at AUT campus who's going to ask all our AUT students what is their skincare regimen. If you want to get in touch with us or even submit your own question for a future episode, you can tweet us with the hashtag AskAUT
1: let's get to it how can you talk if you haven't got a brain what's your record for consecutive questions asked i say who's on first what's on second i don't know who's on third what's the deal with airplane airplane peanuts do you understand the words that are coming out of my
2: mouth at this point i'm too afraid to ask
1: so you want to talk about our biggest organ on our body the skin yes what's your favorite fact about the skin
2: it's our only universal organ and it's also our only essential organ. So, for example, other sense organs, you can live without eyes, uh, hearing, um, smell, but you can't live without touch.
1: So why do we have skin?
2: Skin is basically because it's our semi-permeable membrane. So even when you had one single cell, it needed to communicate with the environment. And then later, all these cells, for 1.5 billion years, all creatures only had one cell. And then after 1.5 billion years, they decided, why not we clump together and try and work together as a colony? And once they did that, certain cells took over certain functions, so certain cells became organs for various different things. So till then, all cells had no specialised functions, so they needed to communicate with the environment or to each other. So that's why we have skin. It's basically the envelope of the cell.
1: So it's kind of like, yeah, I guess it's... To keep everything
2: inside? Absolutely, but with enough holes that it can still communicate with the environment or with the neighbour.
0: So it's the messenger system that tells our brain if it's cold, if it's dangerous. Absolutely, that's right. I guess this this would be a good time for
1: me to ask one of the questions my husband really wanted to know is how come our skin can absorb things like moisturiser and sun cream, but also at the same time sweat and release... And moisture, how does that
2: work? And, and that's exactly what we we're just talking about is basically the skin is our envelope but we don't live in isolation we're constantly exposed to the environment or our neighbours so even if you think about us in this room we're exposed to each other's you know bacteria as well as environmental influences air conditioning so on and so forth and everything has an impact on skin. So therefore the skin takes in the messages and decides whether they are toxins which need to be cleared and then it may need to remove certain toxins or it may remove certain substances and that's why sweat and things.
1: That makes sense because I guess it's like the heart, it knows, it pumps it in and then releases it back out again as well. Absolutely,
2: but I think the uniqueness to skin as opposed to the other organs is they're all not directly exposed like a heart may have toxins which may go through your system after you eat it and may go through the skin but through skin you can eat like one of the things I run is a skin care research, research lab in Los Angeles we make some skin serums and actually what you can find is you can eat through skin so we can actually make say a serum with broccoli and you can it's absorb crazy. broccoli because primitive creatures eat through skin they haven't got a separate yeah. mouth or something
1: so could you taste it
0: you wouldn't
2: taste it because the taste organ is different, but yeah. your body will get it. But that
0: could be good for sport, right? If you were doing an ultra marathon, you could just put the food on the body. Technically,
2: you glucose. could absorb. Um, if you think about it, if you think creatures like starfish, like I say in my skin book, that a starfish loves shucking oysters, but it's got no other organ system other than the skin It can just swim and then everything gets absorbed through your skin. So would
1: it absorb the food, but would
2: it give us nutrients still? That's what what I mean, because it goes into your cells. And and, and that's why um, when you have very toxic environments or massive pollution or something, um, it affects your skin, but it also affects your health. But to a large degree, the skin is also a barrier, so it's also protective. Unfortunately, it takes on a lot of the brunt of it. So if you live in a real polluted place, you will end up getting more pigmentation. Mm -hmm. So if you start to think about it, pigmentation is caused by melanin, which is what gives us all our different skin colours, but melanin is an antioxidant. So when you are in the sun, the reason you tan or you try to tan is because you're producing melanin, which is an antioxidant, and it's mopping up the free radicals caused by sun damage.
1: So is that why um, with some cultures you can't, I guess their ages as easily because essentially they've got, they've got yeah. natural it, antioxidants. It, absolutely.
2: If you're more melanized, that means you have more natural antioxidants so your skin won't wrinkle. So it's like in Af- when I was in America taking that, somebody said to me, Yeah, black. Don't crack. I didn't sweaty. want to bring that up. But <laughs> that's, well that's, that's the reason why. It's because it's full of antioxidants. So you've got natural sun protection built in.
0: But does those antioxidants, do they affect the rest of your health? Or is it just... Oh, it's, yeah. You have melanin elsewhere. Eh?
2: So that's why you can have other organs when you look inside. Um, you can have areas which are inflamed so for example let's say you're on the bowel and you've got some sort of a toxin in there you can see melanin production Mm. so you can see pigmentation forming so you can look at the lung and you can say when you're exposed to smoking or something and you look at somebody's lung it may be darker so that's producing all this pigment which mm. is an antioxidant but and but I guess mops it up.
0: my question is if mm. you had more melanin because you're yes. an African person for yes. example yes do, do they have does that extra melanin have health benefits beyond the skin
2: um no only because um the melanin for skin is quite interesting that all of us have got the same amount of melanin but how it is um distributed is different so for example in darker skin like mine or even darker skin than me what you find is that it's like if you think you have an umbrella and the melanin fundamentally only wants to shield the nucleus because the nucleus is where our dna is so when sun hits our cells or any toxin hits our skin cells um, the dna is all in the nucleus so if the dna is damaged then you're going to pass this on to future generations So what happens is the melanin sits above the nucleus and it fans out like an umbrella because you've got enough melanin, but if you have less melanin and it fans out, it doesn't have enough to stretch it out. So it's like having an umbrella with holes. So stuff gets in and that's why you freckle rather than getting a Mm tan. However, if you totaled up all the melanin in the body, the weight of it is only actually 1.5 grams.
1: Wow. Right. So, so, so talking oh. about health then, hmm. by looking at Carmel and I, yes. can you judge how healthy we are based on our skin? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. To, to, to a, to so a, go a, on, tell, uh, tell so, me so, what so, you so, see so, then. So, Don't some, tell me, please. Yeah. So, so generally you can tell um, that people who have bad skin also generally have bad health. Like you cannot have poor health and um, good skin. But sometimes what you can tell is if people look younger than their age, you can tell their health is generally better. Or, for example, smokers age worse because their general health is generally worse. So generally looking at somebody's can looking at you, I can tell you're not a smoker. You can generally tell that by just looking at people. I'm paper. not a smoker. What else yeah, can you yeah. tell? So, but you know, beyond that, you can't tell unless you've seen the person. Like with patients, we can tell it all the time because if you've seen them over years and you know how they look... And suddenly if your skin looks worse, you're actually looking, what's wrong, right? But sometimes it can also, be. see, the thing to remember is antioxidant pathway is the same for any stress response in the cell, and that goes for physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Mm -hmm. So if you were really stressed because of an abusive relationship, whatever, your skin will also show that, mm. because that also secretes antioxidants. Mm. Wow. So or if
0: you just lived in Mumbai and had really bad the pollution, then you might be healthy it. otherwise. That's a, that's okay.
2: so, so sometimes we would find, and I was actually, in one of my skin books, I talk about this antioxidant effect, and actually I was discussing this with a dermatologist who worked for the American military, and he was saying the same thing, all the time they were on the battlefield, these guys are under stress anyway. But he was saying it's still typically suddenly they'll have acne breakout or something. Mm-hmm. And they would say, he was saying you wouldn't understand how many relationships break up when the man is at war because wife is found somebody else, whatever. But what he was saying is he always would say to them, Something that's going on at home, and then it would automatically would be something when he would notice a change. Wow. So, yes, yeah. so
1: you can guess hmm. how old I am with what range generally, not generally. not
2: generally. We could probably say, uh, you know, it, it's more like you know, that's very difficult because you just you don't only, want
1: to guess, do you? I'm not wearing any makeup with, today, especially
2: so. with women, you never want to think of guessing, Honestly, I, I but not I can ask that, you yes, to not, guess my age.
1: I'd guess you're, so you've got really good skin, that's the problem. Yes. I'd get, see, I if I saw you on the street, I'd think you were mid to late 30s, but I think from reading your bio, I know you're slightly
2: older. That's it. So that, that, that's the funny thing, you see, most people generally. I, I was in India and we were at this event and there were some actors, then one of them said to me, Do you have children? And I said, Yes, I've got a daughter. And he said, How old? And this was some time ago, so I said, 18. And then Next day he was talking to somebody else, and he says, "This doctor from New Zealand has got this
0: 18-month-old baby." And I'm like,
2: "Where's this gossip from?" I never said that. To you. And he said, "Like what you said. Oh, you're looking about your 30s, so uh, I thought it was a baby." So "See, I'm um, 50 exactly, 50. You're
0: 50." You're yeah. 50. Oh God. Yes. And do you think being a dermatologist has made you take care of um, your skin better? My
2: specialty is really skin care. But having said that, no, I think generally, if, um, I believe in not being fussy about anything but overall living just healthy so i think if you're generally healthy your skin takes care of itself so i don't specifically do anything you know cosmetically other than you know we make some serums and so it might I do the animal testing on myself, but, <laughs> but, but what I mean is, other than that, I don't specifically do something for skin. But what you do for your health helps your skin. Mm-hmm. So certainly for things you do, things like excess, so you smoke a lot, you'll have bad skin. You drink a lot because it dehydrates it's, your bad skin. Exercise gives you bad skin. Um, exercise actually gives you good skin, and because if unless you you're us, unless you're unless you're constantly in, see, sweating is natural when you're exercising, but it's only if you're letting it Dry on your skin and the salt and things like that, and you're not washing at all. So every day you're exercising and you're not. Showering yourself after that. So like Did I you said hear that people.
0: kids you, you gotta take a shower every day. Absolutely.
2: Not? I noticed
1: that because when I um, Used to run I would get like some pimples along my yeah. bra strap exactly. one and I used to always think and I'd only get it when I was running and even though I showered, obviously I don't wash my shoulders Absolutely, well and
2: and very commonly I see my practice uh, rugby players or league players, whatever they've got Fungus all over and that's because when they play they still got the shirt on and one of the things you say is so we actually don't Sometimes some of these guys we only bother them after the season but what we normally say to them is when a sweaty shirt don't keep it on all the time when you finish the game at least take it off in a quick shower and then change on to a clean one so so those are the simple things and i guess the other thing which helps is natural fiber on the body is always better for you because it's less reactive as modern uh, rugby mm-hmm. gear may be like around synthetics and stuff so the mm. best on your skin is things like cotton Fine, well or whatever, but yeah. natural is always better. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think this goes for anything on yes. your skin directly. Yeah, yeah. I like so underclothing. Yeah, Breathe. Mm-hmm. So
1: you mentioned your child. Can you mm-hmm. you you could tell that I didn't smoke? Can you tell if someone has children based on their skin?
2: Not necessarily, because um, I suppose if you saw there abdomen or something you could tell because of the mm-hmm. stretch marks based things, but just on skin you couldn't tell. But, I guess when yeah.
1: we say that we're, we're obviously just assuming yeah. the face, we're not yeah. assuming the rest yeah. of the body That's yet.
2: It. But just looking at face you couldn't tell that. But what you could generally tell is, um, you could, if you knew a person over a certain period of time, it just meant that at least you've seen them for a little bit and you knew, then you would guess their um, biological age as opposed to their chronological age. So, so, for example, most people would think, like you said, most people have picked me in the 30s. But what it means is, when I've had tests for other things, just, you know, people have said, when you reach a certain age, insurance says you need to go for a stress test or something. They have said, you're as fit as we would see people in the 30s. So, I think that becomes your biological thing. age. So, mm. it's a whole lot of things. And the skin is just a reflector. And so, that's one of the things I say, skin isn't, it's the only real on a stoggin mm-hmm. because see you can hide liver disease because nobody can see your liver how badly you cooked it right mm-hmm. by drinking or you can have bad lungs because you smoke so much got full of holes which you can't see it exactly. but skin is totally honest because you can't hide it and it's guess, there for everybody to see you're wearing your health like a badge and at mm. certain
1: times mm. of your life you can mm. probably see lots so of teenagers if they have more acne that's a hormone absolutely and, and also later and on and if metaphors. you get
2: it you can explain so if somebody is getting a lot of acne later on then you can say okay there are two things is there something going on in your life which is causing you to change or is something going on in your diet or it's like I've had cases um, which I've often spoken about as people in their 50s suddenly start getting in women and then suddenly they're actually more lactose intolerant so they're having milk. And I say to them, all right, just cut out what? the milk and see how you go. And it stops, it it stops the acne completely. And and it doesn't happen to everybody. But as we know, you know, milk is a food source for babies. So we're not designed to... We're the only probable animal There's which so drinks adults. And I've, as, you know, Another other, other things I've vegan. written... Other than skin, you know, other books I've written on are like evolutionary biology and genetics, and those are all my uh, uh, interests. And one of the things I often says, I mean, how unnatural is it for an adult to drink the milk meant for someone else's baby? Mm. You know, it's a terrible. cow's baby. Personally, bellies. I mean, I, I don't drink milk, not because I'm fussy about it, but also, as it happens, uh, I just think I, I don't tolerate it very well. But I just think also it's unnatural. I mean, you can have the fermented form. So going back to So, the, should, you, so sorry,
1: should we will we all be drinking almond milk?
2: Well, I think, yeah, (laughs) you can drink it, but you know, of course the thing is, if you are lactose intolerant, Mm -hmm. you may find that you're better off drinking something else, but here's the interesting thing, if you look from an evolutionary biology point of view, 7,000 years ago were the first pots found where people made um, um, yogurt and stuff like that, so before 7,000 years, people did not drink milk, so what happened was that people, there was massive famine in Europe, and people had migrated from the Middle East into Europe, And there was such a massive famine that people could not grow crops and things, so they thought, let's drink the milk of cows. Now, here's what's interesting, is the people who were so intolerant, a lot of people died because they could not drink milk and it was so toxic. Was that not
0: because of the bacteria as well?
2: Combination of everything, Mm. but, but the people who could tolerate it, um, survived. Right. Yeah, even, even though they were exposed to the same bacteria. So yes. the lactose intolerance caused a severe reaction as well because people simply did not have the genes to digest another animal's milk.
1: So, is it. Mm. So do people who eat meat have worse skin than vegetarians?
2: Um, not necessarily, but having said that, it is true. You're right. I mean, that's a, you're on the right track, and that's a, it is certainly what we know that Mediterranean diet is good for health. Right. So, but if you look at fundamentally what is a Mediterranean diet, this has been defined and my latest book is called The Genetics of Health, It's exactly on this topic. And one of the things with the Mediterranean diet is that they eat lots of fruit and vegetables. They have things like olive oil. Yeah. They have very little meat. And what little meat is not red meat, but it's mostly marine based. So you're having a lot of fish and seafood. So we know salmon, for example, has vitamin D. It's very good for your skin. It's very good for health. You've got other fish which have other fish oils and things which may not be good for you. So if you take a Mediterranean diet or a Japanese diet, both of which shown to be good for living long, mm-hmm. um, compare it to, say, the typical Anglo-Saxon diet, the red meat, and that would be far less. Mm. So yes, it is true that if you never ate any vegetables and you are a massive meat eater, of course your skin will be worse than somebody who ate a lot of vegetables.
1: And, and is that, um, with lactose, is that the same with something like gluten?
2: Um, gluten is interesting because there is actually a um, subtle difference between gluten intolerance and actually having a true gluten um, like sensitivity so most people who think they can't have gluten perhaps half imagining it Um, right but what we found is there's degrees of it so Mm -hmm. there are some people who actually have a slight uh, very slight intolerance which means like drinking milk it may upset your stomach a bit and it's not perfect so you think yeah if I can avoid it avoid it but some people actually have a true sensitivity, which means... Celiac
0: <laughs> disease. That's it, and where they actually react dangerous. to it. Yeah.
2: And for them, then they have, because of it, their immune system reacts. So they actually, so the first one is just a irritation. The second one is actually an immune system reaction, mm-hmm. where your entire immune system mounts an antibody response. So then it affects your bowel, your joints, your thing. And your That's skin. the true, yeah, that's okay. a true, uh, you know, celiac kind of spectrum. But that's a genetic problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about mm-hmm. skin stretching? Yes, Um, I guess when you think of that you either think of pregnant people or morbidly obese people and teenagers I guess is there a limit to how far the skin can stretch before
0: it says no more
2: you mean whether in human beings we can just burst is what you're asking like Like if you just had had
0: rapid weight gain to the point I
2: I think you're right anytime you have rapid um, weight gain or you have rapid rapid skin skin stretch pregnancy you can get stretch marks but here's what's interesting again is the more healthy your skin is and the more you looked after it and the more see one of the other things we have to understand is the link between certain external factors and mostly it's internal but there's certain external factors like say moisturizing for example moisturizing is exceptionally important and we know in clinical studies that if you take wrinkles, for example, which is basically where skin is cracking, um, and that's because the skin loses some of its tension. And we know that if you moisturize, in studies done, people are moisturized intensely for over a month, the tension um, doesn't break up so easily, so they get less wrinkles. So same sort of way as a preventative during early pregnancy onwards, if you were constantly moisturizing and looking after your skin, you probably will get less marks than if you did later on. And there have been many studies shown on things like, specifically things like almond oil and things people have done. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, if you otherwise stretched your skin then yes, it would be unhealthy. But the catch-22, what you're saying, is of course that most of the people whose skin really stretched are morbidly obese, which means their health is bad anyway, so their skin will look worse when it stretches. Yeah, as but it's not going to gonna split. As opposed That's to a right. healthy pregnancy. Where Can, like, on that,
1: hmm. I caveat, I am yeah. pregnant. And well, I guess um, so.
2: I didn't think you had just on <laughs> weight <without laughs> since I last saw you.
1: And I didn't want to... Um, hmm. I just done a quick lot of googling because everyone yes. said, "Oh, you should be moisturising all the time for stretch marks." And yeah. every kind of clinical research I could find said that your moisturising only really helps if your skin's itchy. If you're, you're going to get skin um, stretch marks because you're genetically predisposed to them, yes. so should yeah. I be moisturising my stomach? Um, I think
2: it's good to moisturise to use things like almond oil stuff but that actually. In this book I'm going to give you, but that's the only copy, so you can give it back to me. There is a whole, <laughs> yeah. cha- there's a whole chapter on stretch marks. So uh, So who
1: gets stretch marks? Yeah,
2: anybody can get stretch marks, mm-hmm. but provided your skin um, stretches rapidly. So it could be teenagers who suddenly had a growth spurt. It could be t- uh, adults or teenagers who hadn't had massive weight gain. Um, you could also have it. Um, so, so I guess it's basically your skin stretch. But very rarely, you know, there are certain conditions where children are born with a condition where their skin cannot stretch beyond because of a genetic problem. Just like you have other conditions where skin is hyper uh, extensible, where the skin like rubber men and things, you know, like Mm. so. Like that, I remember um, when I was an Indian. My parents had come back from England, and they ran a mission hospital, and there was a baby born with. Skin could not stretch, so as it grew, it just split, and of course, the baby didn't survive. It's not incompatible oh. life because it just literally. I remember seeing the picture with all just falling to bits.
1: Quickly, does that mean that when so, do we get skin? I'm assuming it's in the very but like very I said to you earlier, even
2: if you had one-celled creature, it has a cell membrane. The so everything has cell. So we have we are multicellular right creatures. Stem. Yeah. So we have one cell and two cells and eight cells. So if you think about a zygote, which is when you know the sperm and the egg fuse it's an eight cell sort of thing it's already got each cell has got its own membrane and all of them collectively have got membranes so, so when,
1: when theoretically does a fetus have skin well,
2: i think from the minute from the second it's formed one cell it's got skin so this is what i was saying for a thousand thousand yeah. million years creatures only had one cell they would just have only one little minuscule microscopic cell and they lived and they ate and everything through itself
1: so just quickly back to stretch marks stretch marks are genetic but moisturizing might help well, yeah absolutely the i the think so extent. i think i
2: think generally the healthier you are the less noticeable they'll be there's certain things you can do obviously if your skin is in very bad condition where it's obviously dry and Um, cracked and all that it will look worse afterwards it won't come back to normal as much Mm -hmm. if your skin is generally better so yes it is true that obviously the more melanized like we said stretching also is causing a bit of damage so the more melanized you are the less stretch marks you would get provided provided you're healthy because even in darker people if they're generally unhealthy they can still get the stretch marks so it is a general reflector of how healthy your skin is but having said that when you suddenly stretch it also may be a thing of how bad the stretch is, like some people have got a very big baby then you're going to have more stretch marks but then as you would know those are also related, big babies are related to higher sugar levels you know people are diabetic, gets bigger babies so, so they're so all sort of, of related. Yeah. Mm. When
1: people talk about stretch marks I guess the other skin thing that comes up is cellulite yeah. and mm. what, what is cellulite?
2: It's basically like a, basically your skin has got collagen and then the skin has got fat and in the collagen are like strands in the deeper layers of skin and it's like a network of collagen and elastin which makes your skin more elastic and then between it you have moisture made up of what we call hyaluronic acid which is why you sometimes see that used in cosmetics but fat is where some people have fat more at the surface where you get that orange kind of puckered sort of look it's largely a genetic sort of thing in the sense that um, some people obviously more prone to it in certain areas compared to others and largely it's determined genetically. But having said that, it can also be determined by um, where you've put on weight and things like that because certain parts of your body, you know, you're more likely to get cellulite on the thighs and things. Very rarely will somebody get cellulite on the face or something because obviously you've got different <laughs> type of skin uh, cells underneath. Hey everyone, Stan here. I'm at AET City Campus. Do you take good care of your skin? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd say half the time. She came really to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, just use sunscreen, yeah. Sounds good? Yeah. You know how like water's supposed to be really good for your skin and like yeah. hydrating? I don't drink a lot of water but I do a lot of like skincare stuff so yeah. it's like
2: It balances it out yeah. so your skin's okay Yeah I do <laughs> And what's your skincare routine? Oh you don't
1: want to know it's, it's a big long list Take me through yeah. it, take me through it <laughs> Um so yeah basically every month I go and do these facial treatments for like enzyme facials um, and yeah, like cleans, uh, moisturise, I use serums, I use sprays, I use powdered formulas of vitamin C. Um, yeah, so it's like quite extensive, but it's not standard moisturise, like cleans and tone kind of thing. It's like, you've got a different prescription for each thing, so it's sort of like paramedical. um awesome. drink, Yeah, like um, products. Yeah.
2: yeah. And um, does your skin feel different as a result?
0: Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Sure, <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen on a patient or somebody said, what's this?
2: <laughs> I think it's a difficult question because you do see some really weird things, but sometimes it's like, for example, um, because my main practice is skin cancer and you actually looking with a demoscope which has like it's almost like a microscope but what it does is it's polarizes light and magnifies so when you look at it you're looking at everything bigger and identifying patterns so it's not uncommon when you're looking you will see a mite crawling or a scared bug or something you will see they'll say something else and you're checking skin for something else and you'll see the legs and things. Do that. you tell them? Yeah yeah you will oh. say you've got like just the other day I had one and I said you know you've got some mites or something if you've been up. As somebody was saying at your place, because I wasn't sure, with the dermoscore, you couldn't tell the legs and stuff, whether it's scabies or some other kind of a mite. Does that mean that
0: they would have it all over their body? Or? It could do, yeah. There
2: so so you can sometimes see that, but those things you can't see with the naked eye, but sometimes incidentally you're looking for something else and you're like, oh. <laughs> but sometimes you get surprised, like somebody, you're examining somebody's ears once and just because they said it's a bit painful, can you have a look in and you put your... Uh, e-scope and look in, and then you see this cockroach inside. And oh you go my god! And they, so they can go in small and then live. You know, you mm-hmm. get all that sorts so of things disgusting. like that. In I mean, in medicine, of course, you got more disgusting things if you wanted. Like when I was in the UK, one of the well-known things was that certain men, for some sort of a fetish, would put past these minuscule sl- uh, snails, uh, you okay. know, through the urethra. But once, because once it goes into the bladder, that's when they develop the shells. So then when they're cro- cro- crawling on the bladder, they apparently feel good about it. But once they're big, you can't get them out of They've got all these oh. shells and stuff, so they come to the, oh. the medical clinic they're and you horrible. have to crush the oh shells oh. before you can get the things out. Oh. So I think that's probably as that gross. As gross as, as we can <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> Just
1: lastly then, you're a skin cancer doctor. Mm. When you mm. tell people that, do they automatically say, oh, I've got this mole, do you mind? What do you, is it, is it yeah, I think, um.
2: It is true, you get that when you're a doctor anyway, but I think it's more the thing within Australia and New Zealand where I largely practice because I teach in Australia as well. One of the things you find is you never know um, how much you can tell or not. Like what I mean is it's more common that I'm at an event, say even at AUT or something and they've got somebody wearing a low-cut dress and you can see a few dodgy moles and you actually think, do you want to go and say, Listen, I can, yes. without them thinking you can look at them? You know what I'm trying to get at. It's, you, it's don't just you tell because them? That, I often, if it's really serious, if it's a melanoma, often I'll go and say, Listen, I think that's what you should get a check. But normally, what happens is, uh, it's just because if you're a skin doctor, or a skin researcher like me, you automatically notice the minutest thing in people's skin because that's what you do all the time. Well, yeah, we
1: work with words, and so if someone spells a that's word wrong, that's the thing we know. Absolutely,
2: and as a car guy would notice something wrong with a car mm. straight away. So it's just... But often, when you're at these events, you know, you see somebody's wearing... Mm. Uh, and you automatically uh, looking yeah, at... It just automatically stands yeah. out.
0: I heard a terrible mm. story about a woman who whose hairdresser noticed a mole on her head. She said two months ago that mole was much smaller and Mm. sure enough she had cancer on her head.
2: Absolutely. When I do skin checks, um, we check the whole body, including the feet and the scalp. And it is quite interesting because people who don't deal with skin all the time not always do that. So I do actually get, very often when I'm checking patients, they'll say, I've never had anyone check my scalp, but then you often see horror stories where somebody's died from a melanoma Mm -hmm. and it was in the hairline. I think there was somebody very prominent in the media recently. So things like that. So yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks for listening. We have got a couple more episodes coming up about skin, like what happens if I put hand cream on my face? And does sunscreen even work?
0: You can reach us on Twitter, hashtag AskAUT, and tell us your questions. AUT is also on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. Please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about this podcast. Bye. Bye. You know how to
2: whistle,
0: not just Steve. You win it.
2: What does Marcellus Wallace... Look, what's the deal with... What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you?
0: Big
1: Anderson, what? How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? You
2: you what's your record for consecutive questions
1: asked? You don't I say, who's on first? Watch second. I don't know who's on What's the deal with
0: everything? Do you third. understand the words that
1: are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask.